With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Searching for just the right job? Whether you're looking for full-time, part-time, or seasonal work, you can get started today. Amazon Jobs offer the whole package with great pay and flexible shifts that allow you to choose when and how much you work. Find a warehouse close to home and discover the role that works for you. To get your application started for an hourly job, go to amazon.com slash apply. That's amazon.com slash apply. Amazon is proud to be an equal opportunity employer. So this is Women on the Ball, the very first episode, brand new from the Blue Room and completely dedicated to everything Everton women. I'm joined by these three legends. We've got Lucy, Simone and Maver with us as well. We're here at Finch Farm for a bit of a gab. Girls, what an amazing opportunity to start a podcast after yesterday. Congratulations. Thank you. Lucy, we'll come to you first. Not only captain, but also scoring the, the one and only goal, but a win is a win, right? Absolutely, I think in a derby or in, under any circumstances, a goal um, is obviously amazing. And yeah, just to get the three points for the team who I think um, deserved it at the end of the day that you know mm. how hard we worked. So yeah, just really chuffed for everybody yeah. involved. So from all three of you then, a derby in Merseyside, as you know, whether you whether you play footy or not really, a derby in Merseyside is a massive, massive deal. Mm. Uh, obviously this was historic, first one at Anfield as well. From all three of you, how did you feel the night before going into the game? Maybe we'll come to you first. The night before? Yeah. Uh, me, I was just chilling at home and watching uh, architecture videos and yeah. magazine. Yeah, just, just trying to take your mind off it. Yeah, <laughs> and sleep early and yeah, to be... To be ready for the for the game. Amazing. Did yeah. you manage to go to sleep at normal time? It wasn't like that Christmas Eve thing where you're like kind of pumped. Did you manage to switch off? Uh, no, I was just yeah, I was just you were chilling good? and it was good. Yeah. Lucy, you yeah, had a disconfidence with the, with the things, right? Yeah, uh, I ended up going to the cinema <laughs> to watch <laughs> The Joker. Um, and I done that. <laughs> Both of you. Um, I done that kind of day just to take my mind off hmm. um, and try and focus on something a little bit different. Um, and kind of halfway through the film, I was thinking, 
well I'm definitely not sleeping tonight because <laughs> one I'm going to be having nightmares about the Joker and two because I'm so excited but um, actually I had a really good night's sleep and I was oh feeling ready for the next day so yeah. yeah no I was really excited you know it kind of had a little bit of that Christmas Eve feeling yeah, um, yeah. like I obviously didn't expect the crowd to be probably as as full as it was mm-hmm. um, but no, I was just really excited. And then obviously when I woke up the next morning, I knew that kickoff was until three. I kind of just wanted the game yeah, to start. Yeah, was really yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was a really exciting feeling. Um, so, yeah. Well, 23,500 23, like in that, terms yeah. of, uh, of ticket sales and stuff. Um, when we say a derby being like a, a massive deal in the city and that it, it sweeps the city, the pubs are always chocker, you know, like the roads are always really busy as well, trying to get up to the ground and stuff. What did you have any expectations ahead of the game as to whether you, you would have, you know, that, that kind of that crowd feeling? So that kind of atmosphere within the ground. Did you have any expectation before the game? Um I think it hit me um when we were driving to the stadium. Yeah. We were driving down a, like literally the road to turn in and I just seen all these people. And there was people like taking photographs of the bus, and I think that's when I knew I think we're going to get a good crowd here yeah. today. Like I think. Yeah, I think. Well, we sit at the same table on yeah. the bus, so mm-hmm. I was kind of just looking out the window, and there's like little girls with their families and stuff like waving like recklessly at the bus, and just being like, "Oh my god!" Like they're actually here to come and see us. Yeah. Um, and I think that's kind of when the penny dropped. Like, oh my god, we have the opportunity here to make so many people happy mm-hmm. um, for the first time in such a long time for Evertonian <laughs> fans like it's been a while it's uh, it has been well, <laughs> I just thought like in my head I was like this is one of the opportunities that we can actually do something um, quite a wee bit special so right, yeah. yeah when you've when you've played at international level as well and known what you know those bigger crowds or even when you've been to internationals yourself you know you've been, when you've been to the footy how important is that is that raw how important is is the crowd uh, what, what what difference does it make um yeah, I think especially when we were walking out, um, just the the kind of roar of the crowd, you know, it made my kind of hair stand up on end. And um, yeah, I think y- you don't really know what to expect until you're actually in that situation. Mm. And I, I think it's really important to kind of allow yourself that out of body experience and try and take it all in. Um, but yeah, I think people react to it differently. Mm. Um, but to be honest, it just made me focus even more and just thinking like, now we need to try and get a performance in here to kind of make it for everybody. Amazing experience, you know, and especially like our fans as well. Mm. They were so loud throughout the whole game. You know, it kind of just like, you know, they're our 12th man, you know, carrying us through and, you know, and we had to hold, we obviously scored the goal in um, just before half time. Um, and just to have the Everton fans, you know, kind of carrying us through that second half, you know, it was vital. Amazing. But was. you, you've played at like a World Cup, like a whole nation's World Cup. Yeah, so yeah. How did that create like? Yeah, when you have this, this kind of this many persons. People, yeah, yeah. yeah. But for example, the last game for France, it was France Serbia in France mm-hmm. Bordeaux against uh, in Bordeaux, and they have like they had like twenty one thousand yeah, persons. Yeah, yeah. So in compare, yesterday it was not uh, like. Uh, international game, yeah. derby game, but it's the same. Twenty, twenty-three thousand. Yeah, yeah. So I was like really, really happy of that. I was like, yeah. whoa, so many people, so many fans in England come for like championship women soccer. Yeah. So yeah. it was. So very what good. do you think then, personally? Club aside, what do you think in that can this this game or or this international weekend in its entirety, with all the derbies and things going on as well, all the fixtures, could this be a turning point then for women's football in terms of numbers at the ground? I think so. I think um, you know it shows, if anything, that the demand's there. People yeah. will come along and watch. 
and obviously I think this weekend as well what was probably different than maybe any other game was the, the media exposure yeah. that, that all the fixtures got you know if we do that for every game mm-hmm. you know the demand's there people want to come and watch yeah. um, so I definitely think this could be a crucial point for the women's game yeah. mm-hmm. So Lucy you said something earlier as well about seeing um, like young girls mm-hmm. you know, like families and stuff go into the game as well mm-hmm. see women on, on that particular stage do individually do you feel a, a bit of weight there on the shoulders in terms of being a role model uh, but, you know women in sport but you know not only um enjoying um successful careers but but you know clearly bossing it when you get out there and you do your thing you know do you feel as if like oh, away from the club and your private lives do you feel a bit of weight there in terms of being automatically becoming a role model i think so i think sometimes when like i'm kind of out about in the shops and you know <laughs> If I'm looking for what I'm going to have for my tea that night, you know, I'm, <laughs> as much as I want to go and get that pizza or something else, yeah. you know, I'm like, actually, I, like, I'm a professional athlete, I always need to watch yeah. what I'm eating and kind of stuff like that. So I think even like subconsciously in my head, I'm, I'm always wanting to do the right decisions, mm-hmm. not only just for other people, but for myself as well, to give the true representation of who I am and yeah. being the pe- best kind of shape or whatever I am for other people who might see me. Um, so yeah, I think the image of the women and how we kind of perceive ourselves on and off the pitch can have a massive effect um, and I think with how big social media is nowadays yeah, and how we portray like how we come across um, is just to make it so as realistic as possible mm. for people who are young girls or boys who want to yeah, actually yeah. become a footballer or be an athlete of some sort so yeah I think I do consciously kind of make decisions based yeah. on what other people might think. Yeah. So is that is that um, it's like authenticity, isn't it? You know, exactly, it, it's, yeah. it's, it's who you are. It's the image that you portray. But the more the more natural that is, then the easier it is, I yeah, suppose. Yeah, exactly. So, is it important then? So, when you look at the likes of your social media and that type of thing, you know, about even, I mean, because it's like it's a, it's been a little bit, um, what's the right word? A bit tetchy in that loads of things have been brought up, you know, from years ago. Not even just people in sport, but celebrities in particular. Um, so especially with you girls being so young as well, I suppose it's just a case of, you know, it's it's real, you know, and this is who you are. Do you feel as if you still have to kind of watch yourself a bit, or do you ever feel like you could just kind of take it off and just give it a rest for a bit? I think it's a role that we all embrace. Yeah. Um. You know, we're in a, a situation now where young girls are actually looking up to us Mm -hmm. and they know that there's the possibilities now that they can be a professional footballer and that's not really something we had growing up Mm -hmm. because it wasn't it wasn't a thing we looked up to male footballers so I think that it's definitely a role you know that that we embrace and anything that we do put out there is positive Mm -hmm. and it's showing our game and what we do in our lives in a good positive light Mm -hmm. so that it's showing these young girls that this could be used (coughs) out there and I think that that's that's key and that's crucial to our role now. That's that's achievable, yeah. Yeah. So tell us a little bit then, so we'll we'll go back a little bit, tell us a bit about your your journey, about where you've gotten to now because things have changed so much Mm -hmm. even since you've started so uh, for role models like yourselves, uh, like you said that's like a whole new kind of, you know, new environment for young girls um, how so compared to how you got started how do you get started now in professional football as a woman as a woman uh, what, what are the what are the avenues I think um, obviously when I started out playing I was very young I was four years old mm. and I went along and played with boys yeah. so my whole childhood was I was the only girl in my whole area back home <laughs> playing you know I think the difference now is that there's so many opportunities for young girls from they are four years of age, mm. there's girls only sessions that are put in place by the FA and there's clear pathways now mm. to becoming a professional player, whereas back then there wasn't no mm. pathway because there was no professional yeah, game. Yeah. So I think that, you know, that's the difference now and the investments being put in, especially at grassroots, you know, that's crucial, it's a crucial mm. 
part yeah. um, of, of their development. So I think that you know that's one of the main differences that's in place now is yeah. that there are them clear pathways in place. Yeah. What about yourself, Lucy? How did you get get started up? Yeah, I was the same. I think mine's pretty much started at primary school. Mm. Um, again, just playing in the in the playground with with mostly boys. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, I just kind of got involved in in a club, a local club. But again, trying to find a girls' club was, you know, it was few and far between. So I, I started a boys' team um, up until I think I was thirteen because that's the age that you have to then go into girls' football. So um, yeah, again, I love playing with the boys. To be honest, you know, they really accepted me as like kind of one of them. So I had <laughs> a lot of respect yeah. from the boys, um, which I think some of the girls at school was kind of like. I was like obviously really close to the boys and stuff um, and then it's a funny story actually because mum always used to say like one of these days, you know, a girl is going to come and chap at the door, and like, because it was always boys coming in with the yeah. football under the arm, like, oh, is Lucy coming out to play? Blah blah blah. <laughs> she was like, you know what? One of these days, a girl is going to come chopping at the door. Um, and then one day, like, I think it was when I was in high school. Then, like, one of my best friends who stayed down the road, she's like, oh, do you want to go and do something after school? I was like, yeah, perfect. So she comes up, comes walking down the down the path, and like chaps at the door. My mum answers, is Lucy coming out? She was like. Yeah, she was just she was like was not expecting it to ask for me, maybe my sister or something. And like she told you, Mum, I do have friends, other friends. Um, but yeah, no, like again, I've just started at school and just worked my way through. Um, And I think it's actually a a massive kind of compliment to the players that came before us, Mm -hmm. who we feel like we had very limited resources. So to think about how much, how 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 difficult it was for them. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, I think it's just a a massive credit to them, obviously, kind of grooving that pathway for us mm-hmm. and again it comes around and um, the generations when we are now grooving the kind of pathway yeah, for the younger yeah, people yeah. coming through mm-hmm. so I think it's a very natural thing that's happening and I think yeah people are just jumping on it now and it's it's, it's kind of went through the roof. So momentum. Yeah absolutely. Yeah. Was it any different in France through mm. school playing with the boys? No for me it's uh, right <laughs> it's the same story of, uh, of the girls yeah. I started uh, I had uh, many friends boys mm-hmm. and I was playing uh, when I was young with them uh, uh, outside with the of football, mm-hmm. and after I I yeah try to I started with boy boy team mm-hmm. when I was young, and yeah I have many friends who was boy and said to me yeah come with us all the time mm-hmm. so it was exactly. the same for you yeah. they protect me on the yeah. pitch like I think it's funny how respect. even across the whole like in Europe yeah. people you speak to they always kind of the same the same even if yeah. I was in France yeah and after yeah I could. Uh, Playing a club with boys because we didn't have many team women's team yeah. when I was young the same, and after yeah I have to choose. I didn't, I couldn't play more than um, after fourteen years old. Yeah, yeah with boys, so I have to go yeah, with yeah. Uh, yeah, in Lyon, my mm-hmm. first club, uh, in France, and um, yeah now we can see that the we know a very big evolution and now mm-hmm. it's completely different and we don't forget the other player in the yeah. past mm-hmm. because I think for that woman, it was harder than for us, difficult. And uh, yeah, now for the young players, really different. So the little girl for me have really to enjoy. If they want to play football, they can. They they have to to yeah to enjoy what they can see with us, with our chance, Mm -hmm. and they can think that they can have the same chance in their life. And yeah, it's. I think you can be a really good woman and play football professional. It's it's really the same. 
And it goes hand in hand, like we just said earlier, it goes hand in hand with the media representation mm-hmm. in terms of putting you girls on a stage that's internationally recognised yeah. immediately. Um, you know, for those girls to just go, oh, okay, you know, we can we can have a crack at that. Um, something I wanted to ask you that I was I was really interested in. Does it take um, a coach or a member of school staff, a PE teacher, or, or somebody who you know coaches at the weekends or whatever? Uh, when you were coming through the ranks, um, when you were maybe a little bit younger primary school, to notice that you've got something special for you to believe in yourself, that it's mm. worth carrying on, playing with the lads' teams, you know, pushing on, being that girl yeah. who's not out, you know, maybe doing the more traditional, you know, kind of female things, if you yeah. like, and um, not knocking about with the girls all the time. Does it take somebody's belief in you for you to think, I've got, I've got a crack at this, I, I have got, I've got skill, I've got something special, there's a natural talent there. Is there anybody that stands out in your career when you look back who you thought they might have just pushed me, you know, that little bit further, whereas I might have come to 13, 14, you know, that, that natural cut-off and just gone, oh, you know, I've, yeah, I've, I've played enough, I'm done. Mm-hmm. So yeah. does anybody stand out? Yeah, I've, uh, in my, my career when I was growing up, I had uh, a coach. Mm-hmm. Um, it was actually my milkman. Oh, no so way. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah, um, yeah he, was my, he was my milkman and he also was a football coach and he used to see me obviously knocking about on the streets yeah, yeah. and he was the one that kind of, obviously I played mini soccer and stuff like that, mm-hmm. but he was the one that kind of went to my parents and he was like, okay, I've, I've seen her playing out in the streets, why don't you bring, bring her along? Yeah. And, and then obviously he stayed as my coach until until I was like 18 years oh of age right. until I actually came across the yeah. water and he just invested a lot of time and an effort into developing me as a player yeah. but if he hadn't have, have seen and identified and, yeah. and put all that work I, I you know like he was the one that really showed his belief in me and mm-hmm. knew that I could I could make it as a player so obviously for me that was very very crucial Amazing. and he's yeah. fixing up delivering the milk and being a scout apparently Oh. Yeah, if there's something you don't know about Sia, right? She's got puns, like, oh. she's like they're coming out, going out of fashion. I don't need to ask so. who the actual joke of the team is, anyway. <laughs> I think we've just worked oh, that out. What about yourself, Lucy? Was there anybody who stands out then when you look back about <coughs> you getting started? Yeah, I think it's got to be kind of school teachers. Yeah. Um, even starting off um, at primary school, um, when you know, you've got sports days or you've got kind of competitions, and the girls usually go and play hockey yeah. or netball, and the boys they get to go play football yeah. or something. And I was always kind of like, well, like, because I was a girl, I was like, oh, you have to go and play hockey. And I was like, oh, I'm not playing hockey. Mm-hmm. That's how it's like, I'm not. And then, yeah. yeah, so again, it was just like the, the teacher just being, all right, fine, like, yeah, just I think, yeah, exactly, yeah, accepted yeah. it. And then they just let me go and do that. Um, so I think, yeah, just having that reassurance of like, no, we will allow you actually to go and yeah. do it, go and be who you want to be, go and do it. Um, and then again, just moving up through kind of high school, just, um, again the teachers just not even second guessing they just go yeah you're in the football team you're like just, yeah. I pick oh, you like awesome. so yeah, again that yeah. just makes you stand up and go oh like yes I'm accepted for like what I am and yeah I think it was just uh, it was just a really nice feeling of not having to kind of second guess or ask or am I allowed to do this am I allowed to do that you know they're actually picking and selecting you so. just get stuck in yeah, yeah. exactly um, and I got so many opportunities uh, playing with the boys football um, and you know going through like there's this thing called Scottish schools mm-hmm. which my teacher put me forward for so 
I guess that was kind of the very, very beginning of kind of my international career and it came through yeah. schoolgirls. So I yeah, I think I've got a lot to thank yeah. the school teachers for for that. So maybe you moved around as well, like I said, your first team being Leon. Uh, was there anybody that stood out, you know, kind of school age yeah. or around that time? Yeah, f for me, um, it, to start, it was really, I think, my father oh, who right. really followed me from I was uh, young. Uh, he w when he was young, he was semi-professional player oh, okay. in France. So, yeah, probably, yeah, he was always, always with us. Uh, he always want to support me mm -hmm. when I would like to play football, and he always follow me, and he always bring bring me to to, yeah, to my different club, and yeah. he was always <laughs> here for me, and now too, and he uh, give give to me many many thinking about my football, and probably he helped me to progress. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I think during my evolution, uh, I had I had some coaches yeah. who was very good with me and who said really good things. And it was a motivation in, yeah, in yeah. to to continue yeah, and to progress. Yeah. For example, in Lyon, in Lyon, I had a really important coach. The name was of the girl is Cecile Locatelli. Mm -hmm. uh, it was a really really good coach for me. Uh, so yeah, and others after that. But yeah, I can say most of the of of that that it was my father. Yeah. And now he continues to, to be Amazing. the same. Yeah, it's funny how you never forget them, is it? They say you never forget a good oh, teacher. Yeah. And I think yeah. obviously through sport, you know, there's always got to be a, you know, a coach or somebody who stands mm. out who's just gone, right, okay. You know, on the days when you just like, don't want to get up, you know, mm. or if you have an injury or whatever it is, and you just think, oh, you know, I'm so done. There always seems to be like the one person who stands out when yeah. you look back, yeah. um, you know, who's giving you that extra push. Um, right, so tell us a little bit about the team, man. This is this is what I'm really <laughs> interested in, because we've seen <laughs> it, we see you on, you know, on the promo stuff, we see you when, you, you know, you do your social media and that type of stuff so you've got to be able to give us at least a little bit of gossip we already know that Simone is going to be the one who's going to take the mic uh, or the, the one-liner sometimes too, too far <laughs> yeah sometimes, sometimes a bit too far, too far. <laughs> are you all around a similar age then um in and around I mean we've got a few so I'm 25 mm -hmm. Lucia 23 yeah 27 27 so way younger than me yeah. don't worry about it who's the youngest <laughs> Esme. I'm average Esme. 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 oh no Elise what is it Elise 18 where is Esme hmm. Nineteen. Working out how well they all know each other. <laughs> Live on the podcast. Nineteen. I know. Yeah, it was her birthday. Cause nineteen. Because I sang. You know, yeah. nineteen forever. Oh, oh yeah. wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's singing. It was her birthday. Oh, yeah. So it's Elise, the youngest. Elise is the youngest. Yeah. Then not a, the slightest bit better there of being twenty-five. You've got nineteen forever. <laughs> <laughs> Like 25 is any kind of age. So you've got to have a good giggle together then, surely. The amount of time, obviously, that you're training, you know, and then travelling yeah. to away games, all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. You've got to have, I hate this word, but you've got to have a bit of banter, surely. Oh, yeah. So yeah. so is there anybody, apart from Simone, who's like the who's like the joker or anybody who's like, needs to have you all in stitches or... She's really yeah. don't cheeky. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
and again, yeah, like like you say, like ad, any kind of adverts on the radio, on the TV, um, you know, in the city, you know, just a poster, uh, a quick, like, you know, the in the train stations or, yeah. you know, anything like that. It's just like a, a quick glance, you know, like what they can do for um, kind of gigs and just for selling tickets. Yeah, yeah. <coughs> it's just giving people information who, especially like a generation who maybe don't have social media. Yeah, Because true. I think that yeah, can be like, it's a, a massive thing, but uh-huh. for a certain age group, like, my dad might have Twitter, but he has no idea how to use it. it. <laughs> like, he follows me and everything. Yeah. That's how it is. He's like, oh, I've seen this. I, like, I posted that two weeks ago. That <laughs> is um, so for a generation who maybe don't have or don't use social media as much, you know, somebody who watches the TV or who listens to the radio, um, you know, it's just something yeah. that can, can trigger that. Um, and... Yeah, I think just just the basics like that. Um, yeah. I think it can, so it can go start, right? Yeah. yeah, I think yeah. jumping on the back of what Lucy said, like mm. something that struck me was actually on the morning of the game. Um, I always pop into Costa and get a coffee. Yeah, yeah. And um, everybody knew that I had a game. Oh no! Way. So that the people serving me were like, "Oh, you're playing Liverpool amazing. today in Anfield," yeah, and I think amazing. that that struck it with me, and I was like, "Everybody knows about this game." Yeah, you know. So it's like the first time. It's like the first time you'd experience yeah. that. Whereas, oh, okay. like, I would normally go in on, yeah. on, on a Sunday morning, grab yeah. a coffee or whatever, and they would be like, "Oh, they've got a game today," or "They've got training today." Yeah. You know, like what's going on? But everybody knew so that I had a game, yeah. and yeah. and that really struck with me because obviously this game was so well advertised; yeah. it was everywhere. Yeah. Everybody knew what was happening. So it took that stage. Mm-hmm. It, it took. It yeah. took. Mm-hmm. I hate to even say Anfield, but it took Anfield. It took a you know a, a Premier League uh, venue mm-hmm. to yeah. be able to just elevate it that little bit yeah. more for mm-hmm. it to kind of tip the balance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think yeah. it's um, it's a step in the right direction, Absolutely. isn't it? Oh, yeah, so I think there's still you know there's a there's a hell of a way to go. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think do you do you get recognised in public? So do people recognise you? That other than your Costa? <laughs> well, she knows me well now. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Other coffee shops are available. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, I love it. If we were to, so on, um, is that say next fixture for the guys at Goodison? If we were to say you were out of out of, of branded kit, mm-hmm. if we were to go take a walk down the Goodison Road, would people know who you are? Um, I, I would hope so. Um, I mean, I feel like it's getting. It's getting bigger. Yeah. Um. I don't feel like we're quite there yet. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. But I definitely think that it's on its way. Mm-hmm. Um. And I think that that's where the media and the exposure helps. Mm. I mean, jumping off the back of this game, obviously we've got so much more attention now yeah. from from a wider spectrum of Evertonians, which is fantastic. Yeah. So hopefully, you know, that can just keep growing and keep growing, and then hopefully, it, you know, it could get to that that stage. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I definitely think it's it's heading in a direction. We've still got a way to go, but it's definitely heading in that way, yeah. I think. Amazing. Right, well, good luck for this week. Thank you very much. Um, we'll, uh, we'll be back for a chat. See how like the, So the next run of fixtures on the run-up to Christmas now, mm-hmm. talking Spurs, Man United, Chelsea, Chelsea Arsenal. Arsenal. Yeah. So how much time do you guys get off over Christmas break? Yeah. Ten days. Yeah, we get it. We get it. We get it. We get The last game is Arsenal, which is the 15th, and then yeah. I think... Yeah, from the the twins, yeah, back in back so. into the new year and mm-hmm. get it off again. Yeah. Well, on that score, we'll have so much to talk about then <laughs> next time we get together. Although trying to get four women in a room and trying to contain it to thirty minutes was always going to be <laughs> a challenge, wasn't it? Really. Once you get gossiping, uh, girls, thank you so much for your time. No Absolutely amazing Welcome. to talk to you, especially off the back of yesterday, Lucy. Congratulations, thank amazing goal. Um, I loved your quote as well when you said that um, after the goal, like that you you were lost for words, that yeah. you were speechless. Uh, yeah, everybody, all the Evertonians 
like, we're going to smash this. The full week on the run up to it. It doesn't matter who scores, we're going to smash it. Like yeah. that, that kind of like unbridled uh, belief yeah. in you when you go out there. But you being speechless, I think, was, was like kind of quite nice at the end of it there. Um, so, yeah, so we'll be back in, uh, in December. We'll see how we go with the next few fixtures. Good luck with the cup game this Thank week you. as well. Uh, if you want to catch up with Simone, she'll be in Costa on Sunday morning. Get the coffee. <laughs> Make sure you know who she is when you get there. <laughs> and we'll work on your Scouse accents for the next time we see you. This was Women on the Ball. Ready to get your glitter on? Then head to Worlds of Fun Grand Carnival from July 23rd through August 7th for a larger-than-life shimmering celebration. Join the spectacle of color, a dazzling parade of floats, performers, music, and beads that sweeps across the park. And take your taste buds on a world tour while dancing to music after dark. Save over 45% with a Carnival bundle, which includes admission, parking, and three food tastings. Only at worldsoffun.com. Sports Social Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.